Love Talk Radio. All right, welcome to another edition of the CTH Podcast, where we talk Astros baseball. I'm going into my talking Stros thing, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, we're talking Astros baseball, and yeah, it's kind of slow right now. There's not much going on. Uh, the Rockets are back to winning right now. The Texans are still losers in the season, and there's a lot of extra stuff going out outside of, uh, with especially with football and all the drama and there's just so much crazy stuff going on. The Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, and I just want the Patriots just go away, just go away. Uh, Tom Brady retire and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, so let's talk some Astros baseball. Yes, there's not much going on, but we're still here to talk some Astros baseball. Uh, my name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH. And you can call in to the show at 347-850-83. Yeah, we would like you to call in. So go and call in at 347-850-8823. And let's talk some baseball, Astros baseball. Uh, so, Cody, tell, tell us about you. Uh, yeah, you're listening to Cody Pogue. You can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore CTH. And, yes, I do accept follows. I also accept uh, – I can only accept follows. Uh, so, anyway, but, yeah, Astros baseball, yeah, it's been a quiet off season, And football and basketball really don't entertain me at this point of the year. So, yeah, baseball is all I really have to look forward to. Hey, at least spring training is, like, only, like, three weeks away. Woo-hoo! Yeah, not like I'm going on vacation right before the um, like right at start spring training. So and not to Florida. So I wish, and that was so much fun going down spring training. I haven't gone down to the new facility yet, but it's just awesome. So anyway, we are talking some Astros baseball, and uh, so let's talk some rumors. Cricket, cricket. Now there's some stuff out there. So uh, have, what what are you hearing about? Uh, right now the rumors. Really, I'm just waiting for the Carlos Gonzalez, the second sh- uh, kind of like shoot a drop on that one. You know, rumor from a few weeks ago, they offered him a contract. Really haven't heard people on that front. Uh, you know, they picked up a new pitcher off of waivers from the Minnesota Twins, Buddy Bo Shears. It's not Boschers like I originally thought when I read Oh, but, that's that's. I, I like to say Boschers. Yeah, Boschers. He boshed that one. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could thank uh, me looking up StatCast. Data and all of a sudden hearing, yeah, Buddy Bo Shears. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. No, uh, I won't make that mistake. But yeah, they picked him up, a, le- a 29-year-old left-hander. Uh, came up with the Angels way back in 2013, I believe, and spent the last two seasons with the Twins. And did relatively okay. You know, he's not somebody who, you know, you're. he's not like a big name or anything. But He, he- was in infinite baseball For the 2018, I believe, and then missed uh, 14 and 15, and then came back with the Twins in 16 and 17. So it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it reminds me a lot. Of, you know, ironically enough, of the Tony Sip waiver claim from a few years ago. You know, this is a guy. He's definitely not a spring chicken, but he's got some interesting uh, pitches. Like specifically, I think his changeup and slider are better than what has been advertised. Um, uh, and the, but his fastball, you know, his fastball I don't think is anything special. It's not exactly a really fast. Like he doesn't have much velocity behind it. 
But it's his other two pitches, you know, Nationals with Brent Strong. They may see something there. They they turned Tony Pippen to something for a year and a half, so maybe they can do the same thing with Buddy uh, Boshears. <laughs> now it sounds like scissors. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, what what he is is he's not a guaranteed option. He's not somebody that's going to come in and probably blow the Astros away, but he's another option. Uh, as we know, we, we can't count on Tony Sipp. Unless he proves, until he proves us otherwise. Oh yeah, or uh, Raymond Goodwan, like you know, he, he's a uh, he's another left-handed option. You know, going to spring training and the Astros, you know, they have it's not you know it's not from lack of options. And don't forget, Tony Watson's also been kind of rumored around a couple of weeks. Uh, still remains unsigned to my knowledge. So you know, he could be somebody. The Astros sign all of a sudden and be like, oh, look, you know, we have uh, pretty good options now, left-hand reliever, yay, which is probably arguably their only weakness on the team. And, yes, I am calling out you Yankee fans on Twitter right now. Quit quit saying that the Astros were a fluke. They were not. Anybody who beats them, they're going to say they're a fluke. Oh, oh, yeah. The Red Sox beat us. They suck. Uh, they had no business. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was fun seeing that on Twitter. I'm like, don't engage the trolls, don't engage the trolls. So hard not to hit that tweet button. Oh, it was so tempting too. But it was like, eh, I'm good. I don't need more drama in my life. Yeah, hopefully you understand. You've learned that at, in your time writing for Climbing Tiles Hill <laughs> and uh, House of Houston or whatever you've written. Yeah, at, uh, you don't respond to them, especially if they're being negative. If they say something nice, yeah, say thanks. That was a nice comment. But if they're just trying to get, a, it's just like as a teacher, you're not gonna. You're not going to engage with the students because student wants to disrupt the class. So exactly, that, exactly. So, but anyway, so yeah. But if y'all want to go and continue harassing Jay Kaplan, Brian McTaggart, keep on doing that. Oh yeah, so that oh, makes yeah. them better and everything. <laughs> yeah, but don't make fun of tags. Uh, U uh, H Cougars, which I met Goku's. You know, I went to U of H, so. Uh, uh, but yeah, you you still tease them about the, the Cougars. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's one thing. It's like you know the negative comments and all. It's just like, oh, this is interesting, and it's always fun to hear other people's opinion. You know, it's, you know, it's great than some like you know always looking like, oh, you know, everything's so great. If you're a fan of so such and such team, but you know, it is at the same time too. You're just like, uh, and it kind of it kind of leads into the whole uh, same thing with like the Hall of Fame voting. You get all the trolls out for the Hall of Fame, voting. that's always fun too. So. Right. So, yeah. So hopefully we get some callers today because we don't really have much to talk about. We want to hear your questions and we can answer questions just finding stuff to talk about when I feel like we've talked about everything. And so, guys, go and call in at 347-850-8823 and let's hear what you have to say. What do you think about the Garrett Cole? I know it was still so last week, but it's still a big move. What does it mean for for the future? And I'm going to Go ahead and bring up the elephant in the room. Oh. Mr. Dallas Keuchel. Oh. Yes, we had a post that was published today by one of our writers, Andrew, and um, we did not ask Andrew to write this. He he came up with it himself, so stop saying it's clickbait. It's not <laughs> clickbait. It's just uh, people say, oh, I want to write about this, and I'm, what are we going to say? No, you can't. Yeah, as long as – like, and – Andrew, if you're if you're listening, you're a brave, brave soul, and you know, you know, props to you. But at the same, at the same time, this, this was definitely not a popular post today. When I was uh, reviewing some of this last night, I was like, I was like, I agree with this, but this is also the same thing that, like you said, gets like you know everybody's attention. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, no. And let's be honest, 
you know, the Astros, it's great to have loyalty from players, but also at the same time, too, the players expect to get paid, and the team has to make the best decision for itself. So I think Andrew laid it out fairly. I think he laid it out pretty well in his uh, post, which y'all should go read whenever you get the chance, like, seriously. But, uh, but yeah, this was definitely one of those posts that was just, like, you know, it was kind of like, like, well, wasn't it a couple years ago we had uh, somebody write a post uh, – about uh, when it's the right time to trade Altuve, like yeah, 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 yeah. Let's stop there. I had to bring uh, that up. <laughs> yeah, that that writer is no longer with us, and uh, I mean, he had valid. He had a. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he had a valid argument. Yes, he did. But I just don't think it was ever be done. Jose Altuve, uh, even then, was kind of the face of the franchise as being an all-star player, but. Yeah, you're going to have some writers who have very big opinions. That guy now has his own site. I'm not going to say uh, who it is, but um, there's... And it's pretty good stuff, too. And But it's just like it's just one of those posts that was just like, I remember at the time going, okay, yeah, this is definitely, uh, of lack of a better term, it was definitely ballsy, but it was, uh, it's not something I would write, but at the same time, too, like, I appreciate the, the different opinion. It's like it's, it's different from the same rhetoric we hear all the time, you know, how we want player A to be so loyal to Team X. It's you know, it's different. It's nice to have that other perspective. Like, you know, this is what could happen, you know, or this, you know, you know, let's not always paint the picture in such, uh, like, kind of like, you know, so bright and like looking like bright towards the future. Let's just like also look at what the, maybe just the pure reality of the situation is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Astros are going to make some hard decisions over the next few years. The question is, do you want to pay a lot of money to Dallas Keuchel, or do you want to pay a lot of money to Jose Altuve? Do you want to pay a lot of money to uh, who else could we be losing? Um, well, Evan Gaddis, I don't think he'll. I'm pretty sure he'll be gone unless he signs a fairly reasonable contract with him, us. And that that could be option. I mean, he feels somewhat comfortable here, but he could want to go. Oh, his his mom lives up in Dallas. Uh, Arlington, anybody? Arlington? Yeah. Well, there's also another thing, too. Think about this with, like, somebody like Gaddis. Like, he may, like, it depends on how, how favorable the, like, his con- the, any contract offer he gets. But let's be honest. First baseman, DH types, backup catcher types, they've been having a hard time getting contracts or lucrative contracts the last few years. Let's not forget about the whole Chris Carter lead the National League at home runs two years ago after the Astros released him and can't get, like, um, more than just a one-year deal is just you know today's market, especially you know power is abundant with the juice ball. Do I dare say maybe not? So, but I'm hoping you'll see the whole you know that's another thing there. Uh, uh, Evan Gaddis, um, you definitely pay Altuve before you pay Keiko, I think over Keiko, and uh, hopefully they can just do something. Like that, and there's going to be some interesting players that become available soon through uh, after the Astros are just kind of like, you know, who do we pay next? That's the whole other thing with the payroll is they're, they're looking at this long-term right. scope. So. And uh, I think Garrett Cole is a lot more extendable, so to speak, than uh, Dallas Keuchel, yes. just because he he has not won a Cy Young Award uh, yet, at least uh, mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel has. Uh, Dallas Keuchel has been that playoff pitcher, and that's something Astros have to consider. Uh, is he uh, is he the difference maker in the playoffs? And would uh, what's going to happen with Justin Verlander down the road? Is uh, we have him for two more years, right? Uh, yes. yes. And so 
would he resign with the Astros? He won't t- resign for a discount. No. But uh, would he want to stay in Houston because of what has happened in here? And maybe Kate loves the city, but even though they live in Los Angeles or whatever. I, I I'm not going to lie. I I would love to see Verlander stay in Astro for the rest of his career, like a lot of players, like especially after this World Series, it's like it'd be great. But at the same time, too, like, you also got to look at the, the reality of the situation. It's just like they live, they have a house together in L.A. I think he's kind of a prime, kind of like, or not a prime candidate, but he's one of those guys you automatically think when he has to market. Like, yeah, I can see a team like the, like the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants. Hey, who, who knows? Maybe even the Padres, if they get competitive all of a sudden, yeah, that, that, that may be some options for them down the road. Yeah, and I've also heard that this free agent class this year has uh, – there's a lot of flaws with them. Oh, like, yeah. Like Darvish is um, coming off that World Series. Mm-hmm. Then you have Arietta who's coming off the uh, kind of down year. Mm-hmm. Then you have Carlos Gonzalez coming off a down year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Hosmer who's coming off a great year, just nobody's wanting – Nobody wants to go more than three years at this point, and that I think the players have to start to realize that the market is not the same that it was two, three years ago, where people are just throwing money out left and right. Oh, definitely. I think you know, and a lot of it too is the way how the current collective bargaining agreement is set up. You know, they're not is not favorable towards the younger players, and there has been some talk. You know, in the next bargaining agreement, maybe they can go to more of a three or four year model instead. You know, the whole doing the six years before they're allowed to hit the open market. But, you know, at the same time, too, is like the market now, these players, like you're saying, they have to realize short-term deals may be their, you know, what they have to accept. But at that point, the trade-off may be they may get more uh, more of a higher annual value going forward than like, so say, for example, like player X enters the market and they go, well, I think I'm worth, you know, 60 million or 70 million, like, team can go okay i'm not going to pay you for five years but i'll pay you three years 15 20 million a year as a short-term deal yeah it's a big financial commitment but you know it's short term you know the money will be off the books sooner than you you realize it's like that so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this market plays out now next year's market is going to be the market that that that'd be crazy oh yeah the market it's only the top i mean you you only have so many players but uh, they're much better than this uh, free agent class this year. It's, it's going to be very top heavy, and like uh, there's a post I did a couple of days ago that you know laid out the options, like specifically surrounding Dallas Keuchel. Like, what will a long-term contract look like for Dallas Keuchel, like on a five-year deal? And if you go to Fangraphs, they have a contract estimator, and one is like I I did on three separate aging curves. One was you know he ages well, ages normally, and then another one is uh, the last one was ages poorly. And here's the three different contracts, just real quick. The first one, if he ages well, would be uh, – or not ages well, but ages normally, it would be about five years, $122 million. You know, based on what his, you know, current steamer projection is and say you uh, – with 5% inflation going out through the con- uh, contract. And if the win costs about $9 million. Co- uh, contract option number two, if he ages well, would be like five years, $148 million. That's a large financial commitment for Keiko. And then the last one I came up with was like five years, about $95, 96000000 million. But that's if he ages poorly. So either way, you're looking at probably – if Keiko sticks close to his uh, projections, you're probably looking at at least a $100, 125000000 million commitment probably over five years, honestly. 
Yeah. And uh, this year will have a lot to do with it because the past two seasons he's missed extended time with injuries. And Mm -hmm. so that's what you're talking about, about the aging well. And so I don't know. Maybe if he shaves the beard, maybe he'll (laughs) not get injured so much. I don't know. But, yeah, the Astros this year, they need him. And just imagine in a perfect world if all these starters do what they're supposed to do. How good can this team be? This could be a team that goes if the offense hits like it's supposed to and the pitching pitches like it's supposed to and the bullpen doesn't totally screw it up. We could I'm not saying we're going to, but this could be a team that could win 120 games. Oh yeah, like you know, uh, don't forget at certain points last year the Astros were like on a really high win pace like 105, 110 wins. The Dodgers themselves were like on a 115 win pace or something similar to that at one point. You know, Nowadays, though, it's so hard to get those high win totals because streaks. streaks and then like you have the 10-day DL, and that changes the whole aspect of how to manage your pitching staff. And that's what the Dodgers did so, so well last year is they just rotated guys in and out. That's the reason a lot of their guys, were, especially in the rotation, were fresh. Like, you know, out, uh, you know, you have Rich Hill up there, you know, giving them four or five shutout innings. You're like, well, this is Rich Hill. Well, one, Rich Hill is good. But two, you know, the Dodgers didn't push their guys more in the regular season than they had to. And they knew that. And the Astros, that could be, you know, considering that they picked up Der- Garrett Cole. They didn't really lose anybody from the rotation, per se. You, you know, you have seven or eight guys who can start. You know, that would not be something I uh, I you can see the Astros really kind of maybe take advantage, kind of like a la the Dodgers all over again. It's just it's something to keep in mind. But yeah, this team, if it stays healthy and they get like if they perform like they should, like you expect, like you hope, yeah, this is a team that I think could legitimately win 110, 120 games just based on their talent on paper. Yeah, but every team, no matter how good they are, they're going to go through that rut where they just can't. Like August, uh, it was August, right, for the Astros? Uh, yeah, August. Yeah, it was August. Uh, Astros just went through this funk. Mike Fire starting sucking again. Oh no! And <laughs> yeah, he was so good for like a two months or something. Then all of a sudden, August hits, and you're like, okay, peace out. Well, that's like it, this is funny. Real quick side story. So I went on vacation to San Francisco back in mid-May. And that was around the time that Mike Fires, I actually wrote a post sitting in San Francisco while my wife was taking a Pilates class about how Mike Fires, oh my gosh, look how many home runs he's giving up. This isn't good. It was like literally not too long after I was like, oh, Mike Fires, you know, Demoto, oh, now he's back in rotation. Oh, look, he's actually pitching. Oh my gosh, where did this Mike Fires come from? This is no hit Mike Fires we were wanting all these years. Yeah, that only lasted about two and a half months, and then the 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 inevitable reality just kind of set in. But yeah, it was just like one of those things. Like my fires led this staff, this starting rotation, innings pitch in 2017, and the Astros won the World Series. That is still kind of mind blowing to me. Is like, whoa, how did this happen? Like. The, uh, all I have to say is, you know, God bless you, Mike Fires. If it wasn't for you, probably wouldn't have made it through the summer months. And shout out to you, Brad Peacock. But, like, you know, no offense, but when you rely on those two guys to be your number one, number two starters, you know you have some injury issues. So Yeah, and uh, that's why I don't think the uh, – even though the Astros may be tempted to go ahead and try to trade um, Colin McHugh, but you just said it. The Astros are going to put Lance McCullers on the deal. Why? Oh, uh, he's he's got a uh, sore thumb, or he's hey, got, no. So, he, um, so anyway, 
He's just gonna. It's just gonna be some minor stuff. Why just arrest him? And we, I think we talked about, or I did on Talking Strohs, they could uh, make him the fifth starter, and that way you can maybe skip him for every once in a while. And yeah, and the Astros think about this. They used like eleven or maybe even twelve starting pitchers last year. Heck, Diane Diaz got a start. It did not end well to my uh, memory serves me well, but you know he got a start. So that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you have these guys, uh, you know, the Astros went through 11 or 12 starting pitchers at one point, And that's the reality in today's baseball. You're not going to get by on five or even six starting pitchers if you're going to be a team that's any good or unless you have five Justin Verlanders. Right. Which, you know, cannot happen. It does not happen anymore. So, yeah, it yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you're. Most teams are going to need anywhere from probably 8 to 12 starting pitchers, and that's probably going to be a good average range on that. I kind of hope the Astros don't go through that main pitchers because that means we're going to be going with, um, I don't know, who's, who's in the minor league? No, Musgrove's gone. Yeah, yeah we lost Musgrove. Uh, so um, we'll have to look at the minor league. Brady Rogers? Uh, will he be healthy, though? Because yeah, he had true. Tommy John. Yeah, he, oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, he may be back by the summer. But and oh, speaking of which, uh, this is a perfect segue into our next topic. Uh, we had some breaking news this uh, week. I believe it was yesterday. I wrote a post after I got home. I was dead tired, but I'm like, oh, great. John Singleton screwed up again. So yeah, yeah that uh, you know, John Singleton got suspended. He got the what was a hundred game suspension yes. for a third failed drug test. And you know, I don't know his situation or anything. It's, Clearly sucks for him and the Astros in a way. But, you know, all I have to say is, like, you know, I hope he turns turns it around at some point. If it's, It probably will not be with the Astros because this is the last year of his uh, – guaranteed year of his contract, and the Astros hold team, uh, team options for each of the next three years. And I is rather doubtful exercising any of those options at this point. But, you know, I hope – you know, hoping he can turn around in some other organization in the near future. But, you know, just one of those things you, like – He's going to be one of those classic what ifs in the Astros minor leagues, and he's going to join the same class as kind of like Mark Appel, kind of like what if you know things were different. And then uh, who was the who was the second uh, uh, player who got suspended? Uh, Dean, uh, Dean Deets. Yes, yeah, that's what I thought. And he got um, Singleton was actually a drug of abuse, aka marijuana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I know this is his third time for the same drug, and so. I was the biggest fan of Singleton. I liked what he had to offer coming up. Mm-hmm. He was that bright light with him and Rear. Springer. Mm-hmm. Not before even Correa, but those were our in 2013. Those were our or yeah, 2014. 14. That was our bright lights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it just Singleton hit 14 homers his first first year, but batted like 160. Yeah, or something. it was. It, it, he did not hit well. Besides, you know, with power, he did not hit well. Yeah. I remember going to a game with him and Springer in the lineup. I remember going like the summer of Springleton. I'm like, like this is going to be a thing now. And then I was like, hashtag Springleton. This is going to get. I like start something on trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, oh no, I didn't. Okay, I feel bad now. But yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like Singleton. Like I'm like you. Know, like well, I remember when they traded Pence to the Phillies. And I saw. I first heard Singleton's name. I looked him up. I'm like. I feel good about this dude. Yeah. But it's just, it, unfortunately, you know, li- you know, life has a lot of plans. That's why Luno doesn't want to just get X amount of prospects. That's why he went through the whole process. Cause he knows she's going to strike out on some of them. 
and uh, we did that with Singleton. And I, I'm just so disappointed because he he was just such a bright light. And and by all accounts, I've heard he's actually a pretty a nice dude yeah. and everything. He's it's, very laid back, and yeah, he likes to eat um, snacks yeah. and Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know seriously, you know I do really hope you know this serves as a wake up call. You know regardless of what. I don't want he's to done up. as Astro. Yeah, yeah. There's no it. chance yeah, he's he, gonna. No, yeah. That, well, that was, I think, even a foregone conclusion before this came down. Right. But you know, I just really hope he can, can latch on with another organization soon and you know it, turn it around. And I feel bad for saying this, and don't at me on Twitter, but you know the Astros are kind of relieved because they get to save a hundred games of the hundred uh, the two million dollar yeah. contract. So they're like. Yay, Freeman. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, Mr. Dietz uh, was a performance-enhancing drug. I don't have what it was in front of me. Uh, some type of testosterone. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a long, confusing name. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to butcher it, but yeah, essentially, and he came, didn't he come out like afterwards and say, he goes, I know, I did not knowingly put that in my body, which, you know, I'm not sure what the situation Somebody is. Somebody slipped it in Sprite, that's what happened. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he oh. Uh yeah he that's what happened it was like it was like one of those things where you know like the movie had a hangover it's like it has to be one of those situations but. yeah so but anyway uh, he will miss eighty games and mm-hmm. that's actually a big deal because Dean Deets could have been a factor this year uh, as a reliever because he can throw ninety seven ninety eight but was that aided with the performance enhancing drug so uh, so he kind of was in limbo for a few years and now and then he kind of he broke out last year he has a nice little slider he did struggle a little bit in triple a he had a 6.40 era but he does strike out a lot of hitters he struck out 97 batters last year in 84 innings 84 and two-thirds innings so and he is the 24th overall i thought he was 22nd they must have updated but um so yeah, that's a big blow because he could have been that extra starter that you needed. So what's going to happen is he's going to miss those 80 games. And then he's going to have to go down to AAA, build up his arm strength, and hopefully he's throwing on the side or something. But he's got to build up his arm strength, pitch in some games, and then the Astros can decide what to do. So that means his ceiling this season is as a reliever. Oh yeah, and one other thing too, he's on the forty man roster. Right. That takes up, you know, forty man roster spots, they're kind of valuable. If you don't have a guy for eighty games, it's one thing for injuries. It's a whole another thing on suspensions. And yeah. and I'm sure they're probably you know, the Astros they're you know, they're kinda of playing nice up front, but I imagine deep down they're kinda of little I bet they're a little pissed right now. So And there's a big difference. I mean, I know Twitter gets kinda of mean sometimes, but when you post an article on uh Facebook, have you ever looked at the comments? Oh yeah. They're it's... like, Drop them. We don't need them. And I'm like, Okay, uh Dietz is probably gonna win you another World Series and you wanna yeah, just drop him? Don't you don't you don't run guys like him off who can, you know, toss high nineties, like no offense, but Singleton yeah, yeah. Power power is abundant in this market. Uh, you know, power arms. Yeah, power arms. Keep them coming. Keep yeah. them coming. I think that Singleton will get a shot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to compare him to Brett Wallace, but I was about to say San Diego seems like the perfect spot for him. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, Colorado. Col- oh, oh, Colorado. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so then he just has to uh, pass the drug test anyway. So, so let's move away from that. So that's a bad. That's bad news, but. Singleton was no shot shot affecting the roster this year. 
Dietz could have been. So mm-hmm. um, one person who we could see this year, and I was just looking at his stats while we we're talking, was um, you might have to help me with his name. Uh, where is it? Rogelio Armenteros. I think I said Armin, it almost right. Yeah, Armenteros. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, you know, we apologize if we're butchering the name, but, you know. I do that at school, too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, he is a 23-year-old. Uh, he's from – where is he from? Is he – I don't see – no, he's signed. So he is an international free agent. He's, Cuba. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look at that. Um, but he is uh, – he had a great year last year. He was 10-4 and four with a 2.04 ERA, and he had 146 strikeouts and 123 innings. That guy could be our pitching depth. Yes, mm-hmm. we have Brad Peacock. Brad Peacock can um, become in rotation. I think if he stays on like pitching two innings, he can then build himself to three innings and four mm-hmm. innings. Uh, Colin McHugh, I think that they'll keep him on a three inning thing. That way, he can make it maybe a four inning start, yeah. five inning start if you need mm-hmm. it. But if we have a rash of injuries, we could uh, see Armenteros this year. Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys, like you said, looking up at his stats, you know, you have to be impressed. You know, you know, he in 58 innings last year for the uh, Grizzlies in Fresno, he struck out 72 guys. You know, that is not uh, – that doesn't happen by accident. You have to have stuff to uh, do that. So, I'm very curious to see how he does this year. And uh, he – you're right. He could be a guy to watch out for later in 2018. And, uh, and he's – he he's one of those guys that could feel need like you know you always need pitching depth like that's I'm sorry that's a universal that 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 rule is never going to go away I rather have one too many good pitchers and one too few. You know who my pick to click this year is? I think he's going to rise and he's going to come to the Astros and he's going to be that left-handed reliever we need. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's going to be CNL Press. I think uh, he's already he was he was added to the forty man roster because he had to because of the whole I still don't get what happened but the, they voided his contract and yeah they resigned that. him and then it was just uh, so they basically had to add him to a forty man roster or they would have lost him in a rule five draft and yeah he's one of the Perez he's one of those guys like he's currently ranked six overall on on MLB uh, pipeline uh, prospect rankings. You know, he finished year in a double A with the Corpus Christi Hooks. You know, yeah, ERA about five and a half. But you know, that was only like four appearances, thirteen innings. Like, cut the guy some slack. But you know, uh, he also pitched a part year in Quad Cities and also in uh, Bowie's Creek. And he did, especially Bowie's Creek, he did quite well. A two eighty four ERA, about twenty five innings. You know, this is a guy, and let's not forget. Yeah, he's only like uh, how old is he? About um, he's only 21, but let's not forget the Astros are not afraid to promote young guys under this front office. Joe Musgrove. Yes. Lance McCullers. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, you know, back- oh, but the right ones, they're not going to yeah. promote, um, Joe Blow, who is just a, a journeyman guy. Yeah, exactly. They're not, this is not the old Astros regime under like, you know, no, no offense. Well, I won't even say Jerry Hunsicker, but like the what Tempura. What are you doing to be a champion today? <laughs> but like Tempura, like, you know, that was like one of those things then. It was like, I realized Bashers didn't have the farm system under Papura like they do now, but at the same time, too, it's like one of those things. You know, 
it just always seemed like the, some of the previous front office decisions was like, you know, why are we promoting this guy? Why are we giving this guy an opportunity when you have, you know, so-and-so way down there, which I admit at the time was like thin pickings, but slim pickings, but like, you know, you know, at the same time too, that this regime, this front office is not afraid to promote, like Eric said, the right guys at the right time. And like the McCullers one is always what comes back into mind. It was a ballsy promotion and heck did it pay off beautifully. Yeah, I remember the Lance McCullers promotion because um, one of my I'm not gonna say who, but one of my friends uh, gave me a call, and that's the only time he's kind of told me anything. But he said, "Oh my gosh, um, AJ Hinch just said in a uh, in a I guess a press meeting or something that they're bringing up Lance McCullers," and I'm like, well, "I haven't seen that yet." And then a uh, little uh, then a little bit later, that's when we got the notification. But that was a big moment, and. I think the bit, bit next big moment, especially on the pitching side, will be when Forrest Whitley makes his debut. I don't think it's going to be in 2018. If it is in 2018, that means that a lot of crap has gone wrong. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the train is well off the tracks and, you know, burning in the ravine at that point. You know, that that's just one of those things where you're like, like yeah, Forrest Whitley, you like, in the most – optimistic mindset you say oh yeah he can help the team in 2018 the most realistic mindset yeah 2019 is probably like you know when you can start expecting to kind of hear his name like well will he or will he not be promoted and don't forget this kid's only 20 he's amazing in the minor so far you know last year he just tore it up but you know at the same time too you know you have to get some of these young guys sometimes you know a little bit extra seasoning you know he's only 20 so really no rush as of yet so uh, but, yeah, I think 2019 is still a good ETA for him. Yeah, and this December and January, it was kind of relaxing for this fact. We didn't have to worry about a certain um, Jeff Bagwell getting into the Hall of Fame. Like, I remember the past, what was it, six years? Yeah. It's, always checking, not Mr. Thibs and, or Tibbs or whatever uh, it is. Yeah, it's, it, it was like, you know, the Hall of Fame, like, the Hall of Fame voting, I'm not going to lie, this year, like you, is like one of those first years, I was just kind of over it after the whole, you know, video game and bag. Well, as great as that was, it was like, okay, now I finally get to breathe. We don't have a, a horse in the race. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, essentially. Unless you, you got Billy Wagner. Wagner but yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, that's just like one of those things where you're just kind of like, yeah, you, you'd be nice to see Billy Wagner in, but at the same time, too, it's like, you know, uh, you know, we don't really have a like you know you know a, a one a, like a, a career long Astro fighting for his place. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Billy Wagner he only got like eleven percent of the vote this year, um, which I think is a little bit criminal because he is, was quite good. Just real quick, courtesy of uh, Baseball Reference Play Index, you can compare numbers between different players in their careers. And if you look at Wagner, Hoffman, and Mariano Rivera, who's eligible next year. And it'll probably be a likely, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Sounds like an article. Yes. And, uh, and I'll write that down right now. And then, you, uh, but you look at Billy Wagner, the biggest knock on him is he didn't, he only pitched 903 innings, which sounds weird when you only say only with that. But, you know, Trevor Hoffman had almost, you know, he had about 1090. And then uh, Marion Rivera, you know, he was pushing 1300 by the end of his career. But, you know, when you look at this, you look at the metrics across the board, Wagner was. You know, his whip was lower. He had more strikeouts per nine than those two. He had, you know, the strikeout numbers are insane. He had 
think about this. Marion Rivera had nearly about mm, oh, not quite like maybe 300 or so more innings than Wagner, and Wagner still finished with more strikeouts than him by like 20 something strikeouts. Like Wagner was a complete baller in his day, and yeah. and that's just one of those things where you're just kind of like, you know, hit you just. You would like to see him recognized for what he's done to the game. I'm sorry, but you know he doesn't have the shiny save total. Like right. even though he's has 422, but he doesn't have that shiny 600 and something like the others. FYI, saves are a bit overrated. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. So uh, just briefly mention it. The people who were um, elected were uh, Trevor Hoffman, mm-hmm. Hoffman. Uh, sorry, Vladimir Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Tomey, which is when you think of Jim Tomey, you don't think of first ballot Hall of Fame, but he's a first ballot, ballot Hall of Fame. Apparently so. And one guy that I followed as a kid, because I can only—that's the only thing I can watch uh, on TBS or yeah, TBS—and was Chipper Jones. And Chipper and my wife loves Chipper Jones. She's from um, she's from San uh, she's from Atlanta herself. So she just loves Chipper Jones, and he's in the Hall of Fame now. So. Uh, we only have about seven minutes left, so let's kind of wrap up on the thing because I think some people want to hear about some other maybe possibilities for the Astros to sign. Yeah, uh, one interesting possibility, of course, like we mentioned earlier in the show, you know, we're still waiting the whole Carlos Gonzalez deal to be resolved. What's going to happen there? You know, there has been very little traction there. And you had a post saying, like, don't expect Jonathan Lucroy earlier, uh, earlier in the week, so... Backup catcher, you know, it looks like they're probably it looks like they're ready to roll. May with Max Max Stasi is kind of the backup there with uh, Brian McCann, and yeah, my logic. I I don't know anything about it. I haven't heard anything per se about Lacroix because we haven't heard anything about him really since the beginning of the off season. But he's he's not going to want to come and be the backup catcher, even if he's going to play first base. Okay, then what are you going to do? You, where are you going to put Guerrero? And uh, then I guess if you do get LaCroix, then you're going to have a whole issue of where do you play McCann, where do you play Gaddis, and it's just you're going to you'll probably have to end up trading Gaddis if you tra- if you sign LaCroix. So it's it will just create so much of a hassle. And as much as he would probably do well here, I just don't see it happening. I don't see him uh, because I think uh, McCann is pre- unless he just he only plays two weeks this season or something. He's going to – his options going to vest, so you're going to have basically McCann next year anyway. So I just don't see that that as an option. If it happens, great. I'm not expecting it. Yeah, you know, that's one of those things like you're saying. And the Astros, they're a team – Coming that, off bad year too. Yes, yes. Uh, you know – Playing in Colorado, he can't hit in Colorado. Yeah, that, what's the matter with him? <laughs> yeah, this is you know the high altitude was not kind to him, but uh, like it's just one of those things. Like Lucroy, you know, you know, unless I also forget, he's also this is something a lot of teams that are in, like well, let's face it, all teams are uh, analytically savvy nowadays for the most part. But like when it comes to like uh, uh, framing for catchers, he rated as one of the worst framers in the past season or two. And when he was with Milwaukee, that was one of the biggest draws to him to that uh, at the time when the rumors were connecting him to the Astros when the with the Brewers uh, was his framing ability. Hank Conger. Hank, yes, Hank Conger. <laughs> which, hey, I have to admit, I love the little robot dugout. Oh yeah. Dance. Like Hank Conger moment is like Nori Aoki moment for me. Like 
when he got Aaron Judge to fly out. But anyway, but yeah, it's like one of the things with Luke Roy. And then going back to you know left-handed uh, relievers real quick. You know, you got Tony Watson that's still sitting out there. Supposedly he's like really good friends with Garrett Cole or something. That's what I heard. And you're like, you're like, well, maybe. And then you got Charlie Moore and the whole Pittsburgh Pirate connection there going on. So, um, yeah, see, Pittsburgh, this is what would happen if you would spend money on your core. Anyway, uh, besides that, there really hasn't been much news um, surrounding the Astros. You know, of course, you always hear anytime we bring up a trade rumor, you always hear, oh, we're going to trade Derek Fisher. You know, you got the Christian Yelich, uh, the JT Rilo Muto rumors. Uh, you know, or the people that are hopeful. I think that would have already happened. If that's yeah. going to happen, and like I, I think I said on Talking Strohs, I also said it last week, I believe, if the Astros are going to upgrade at catcher, I think it's going to be at the trade deadline. Maybe McCann's hurt. Gaddis is – we don't want Gaddis as the everyday catcher. Mm-hmm. Max Stassi, he's not hitting. So if the Astro, Astros are desperate, then JT Rumuto will be a perfect option. The question is, with the way the Marlins are handling that whole situation, are they going to still be there? Because you know they're going to be, I can't say the word I want to use, but they're going to be whining <laughs> and just wanting to get out because him and Yellick both, both don't want to be there. Because they don't want to be part of that 100 lost team. They don't want to be part of the process uh, Marlins, so to speak. So, yeah, and they're their prime of their careers or their beginning of their prime. So, yeah, they want to go somewhere where they can win. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, come on, Jeets, like, get it together. But, yeah, the Marlins, yeah, they're uh, they're still a, a dumpster fire. What, what can you say? But, uh, but, yeah, you know, you always hear about those two guys. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head. Mm. There's not there's very just very little trash. You know what I've heard? No, oh, no. I've heard that the Astros are actually still looking at Jake Arrieta. Oh. So, uh, and we talked about this on Talking Strohs. If they did do that, you might see a certain LMJ go to the bullpen. Oh no. Oh no. I'm, am I ready for this drama in my life? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, if they do go out and and I think it's a 99% chance it ain't happening. But mm-hmm. if they do go out and get Jake Arrieta, that means the writing's on the wall. Keiko's gone. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, that's one of those three, like, okay, Keiko, let's really go in together for this last year in 2018. And yeah, if they sign Arietta, you know, they got, you know, they, they're like, you know, we got Arietta and Cole. He's not going to be cheap. No, he's and not. he's not gonna. I I think the market has come down a lot. Where you're not gonna have to give him a four year, five year deal, but he's gonna want a good three year deal with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if the Astros can talk him into it, they can overpay him for the next two years, and then that's when the whole um, Springer situation starts. Yes, and that's and, when and, and Springer will be the first domino to fall with the core. Well, I guess or, I guess also Altuve. Because oh, he'll yeah, be Altuve, after 2019. Yeah, yeah so. Altuve too. Yeah. So if you sign him for the next two years, uh, that then you can free up money from there. But that's just if he'll even do that. And in this market, it's crazy. So I don't think the Astros need anything else. Uh, they got their uh, left-hander in the bullpen is just a crapshoot. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. So I think the Astros have enough options. I don't think they need Tony Watson. 
We do have one roster spot uh, open. And uh, just because we picked up boat, what is it? Buddy Boshears. Boshears. That does not mean he will stay on the team because he, uh, if the Astros need a spot, they can always say, "Bye, buddy." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully somebody leaves you on claim and we can send you to Fresno. So, but yeah, that's essentially. I think you know. I'm, I agree with you 100. Uh, percent I think there's very little else for them to actually do. In fact, you. Can, I think you can actually make a perfectly well-reasoned argument. This is the best team they ever, the Astros have ever seen, both on paper. Yeah. So, guys, uh, that's about the end of the show. We got about 20 seconds left, and I, I hope you enjoyed it, uh, guys. Give us a follow. My name is Eric Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH. You, uh, you find me Cody at uh, Cody underscore CTH as well. Yeah. Give us a follow. And and guys, uh, let's talk some Astros baseball every Wednesday, and let's go Stros. Yep.